92 pod. Just do a podcast with it. It's not funny. Hello, welcome to Marinata. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Um, uh, welcome this is what's to happening. Uh, Demagogal Box, starring Richard's there. real comedy partner, Marianne, with whom he has done two very successful podcasts in comparison with Demagogal Box. <laughs> we couldn't. <laughs> Which is a The important thing is Marianne, at the beginning of this podcast, is staking out her ability to tell the truth because she didn't let that sentence finish on successful podcasts. It did have to be in comparison to the, the <laughs> demographic failure that is Demagogal Box. Welcome to the emergency podcast. Welcome to the emergency podcast. The emergency is that I'm 20 minutes late for lunch. Nino, Nino. <laughs> Marianne McRae, everyone. I so, um... Luckily, luckily, I feel that that probably wasn't that wasn't picked up by the recording. I feel Marianne has said that too quietly. No, that it'll be it'll be picked up. Is it pretty good? The main thing for me is that well, this isn't official. This is just us right, right. experimenting with the format. Okay, this is like the basement the tapes. Of the this emergency. is this is yeah, the basement. Yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, it's like it's like an imaginary situation. Um, I've just been bought the that largest, the largest Coca-Cola. <laughs> it's in a, guys, it's in an iced flagon. If any of you, if, if any you of you thought it. this Coke, I need my hand to be cold as I drink it, and to think that I'm about to raid Vikings. If you drink it quickly enough, though, you get the secret recipe. Yeah, lovely. It comes to you mm. in a head freeze. Right, I'll turn the podcast on. The blood now. of innocence. That's the secret. Just turn it on. Have you turn it off? It wasn't on. Oh, what? There was some gold there. It was really not on. Was it not on? Yeah, of course it was on. Oh, okay. Is it still on now? It's on now, yeah. I think what? this is our lunch. This is our lunch, Oh, so you get to read emergency, the emergency lunch so podcast. There, guys. Me, I, I have to leave here in probably 35 minutes. Thank you. Yeah. We okay? Can this, can this game be played in that, in that space of yeah. time? And can we also do the podcast? Yeah. I should probably learn the... Oh, wait, we're going to... Who's, who's supposed to be um, taking the weight of the podcast because I'm supposed to read a rules of a card game and they have just received their lunches. So quite who is speaking during this interval is difficult. I mean, I'll go first. Uh, Donald Trump um, last night. Yeah, starting with the Trump. Um, gave a... Thank you. Just got some chips, guys. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, mayonnaise, please. That'd be lovely. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm having some of your chips. That was my way. <laughs> the the demand for mayonnaise was my way of announcing. Really the chips. Good fries. Yeah, but I got you the mayonnaise, guys. Come on. Probably my ideal type of pie. Why have I got three texts? Sorry. Oh, they are all right, aren't they? They're all right. Donald Trump held an insane rally in his mind and in the state of Florida last night. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I quite, the flow is going to be impossible on this. I mean, my flow is pretty bad anyway. But, this is um, ketchup, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not just like chilli sauce in a weird... Um, squeezy red. Is that the name of the sauce? Squeezy red? <laughs> the, um... You can tell it's a real emergency podcast because we're having to, like... Hafting we're, to. We're having... What? Is that wrong? Hafting. Hafting <laughs> yeah. is a word. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry Marion, have you never hafted? <laughs> I, I, I try and... I try, <laughs> yeah, I huffed and I paffed and I huffed the, the house down. Delete that from the podcast. Um, the, what I like to imagine is this podcast right now 
is the equivalent of Donald Trump going to his winter White House. Yes. We're having our little... Um... There's a winter yeah, White so, House. Yeah, so a couple of things. One, winter White House would have been a much cooler name for it because it sounds like he's either A, the Tsar, or B, the White Witch. And both of those things are, even if evil, quite cool. Which, in a weird way, his presidency could have been... <laughs> his presidency could be committed to a certain type of madness. Um, but instead he called it, he's called his, his Florida home, the duration of his term as presidency, the Southern White House, which I'm pretty sure was something already in 1861 to 1865. <laughs> I think, call it the Florida White House or something. Um, so he, he uh, brought up a man on stage with him last night who is the most... I will never find someone who looks at me with even a tenth of the love that that man looked at Donald Trump. But also in the same way, he did have a bit of a vibe of... Who was the guy who shot John Lennon, who also really loved John Lennon? He had that vibe to him. It's like, you really love him, but you do look like you could, out of love, um, kill him one day. Isn't there a guy who tried to shoot Reagan and he was obsessed with... uh, yeah. Foster. Oh God, I don't know. He did. It was worrying that. I, <laughs> yeah. Or he did actually kill someone. I can't remember. I have some um, chips, bro. I, I I dropped them all over myself. Mm. Thanks, Hitch. What else? He said that uh, he said that an attack in Sweden happened that didn't happen. So that's uh, that's pretty good. We don't know it's not happened yet. <laughs> he has. He, I mean, they're eight hours behind. So, oh, by the way, sorry, we didn't explain. Richard Hanrahan is also the character Doctor Manhattan from uh, Watchmen, and thus perceiving all time and space as one. He is aware that in uh, the year twenty three hundred and twenty, <laughs> there is a horrible attack in uh, New New Sweden, as it's called. Trump is a prophet, and they have been predicting all these things. You're going to rue the day you Right, it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but even if you were a prophet, there are different types of prophets. There's like the prophet, which no one believes, and then the good thing happens. But he's like, if Cassandra says shit's going to blow up, you don't just go, yeah, you're right, Cassandra, I'm going to do nothing. You still try and make that not happen. Like, <laughs> you don't. Do you? Yeah. Who's Cassandra? Um, she one of the white She's in people. skins. <laughs> We rewatch Skins when it gets about. Why would you rewatch like, Skins? For sixth season. What? It's I never even made it first time. I got through the first two, and I was like, "Oh, this is actually good." I mean, it was fine for two, but it's not actually. So the end did. of series one with MGMT's "Time to Pretend" that was pretty iconic. Gave a lot of bounds a good break. That's what Skins did. A lot of actors. So this is our emergency podcast that we will just digress to talking about rewatching Skins. I think it gave Donald Trump his big break, didn't it? Yeah, uh, that and Richie Rich. <clears throat> um, what else happened in the news? Um, oh, the, the 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 last great hope in the French presidential election, who might still hopefully win if I had to put money on anyone at the moment, it'd be him, Macron. Um, said the incredibly, incredibly controversial statement this week that maybe France's colonialism in Algeria was something to be ashamed of. And people said, you, you, you what do you want to do? Fucking burn France down. It's like, no, maybe we shouldn't have done all the horrible things in Algeria. And it was a bit of an embarrassment and a stain on our... And he was asked to apologise and then refused to for a while and unfortunately has now just apologised. Because it was quite bold. Weak. Weak, yeah. Do you apologise to the people that... Took part in a genocide. What, like, who do you, you apologise to? I think, I think, I think he probably just crossed his things behind his back and apologised for saying that 
I don't know. Oh my god, it's just so bad. <laughs> I love how we're suddenly caring about the French political system. I care. I want one. You I don't care for the last twenty-seven years of your life. Because I want like one. I want. Yeah. No, I lived in France three years. Blame it. Yeah, yeah. The doctors really tried to sedate me. They were like, "Devil child, <laughs> devil child," with opinions on the French Republic. Um, no, I want one member of the United Nations Security Council not to be an autocrat and/or rubbish. <clears throat> NATO's dead, mate. That sorry, the, a t-shirt. Yeah. sorry, Marianne just broke off in silence for, for NATO. Yeah. <laughs> just, just broke off in silence for NATO. Um, NATO's dead. Long live the NATO. NATO. NATO has to. Each time NATO, I think, I think they're gonna. They're like finally, yeah, it'll finally be a woman NATO this time. I think. I think it's the time. I don't know. Daddy Dyer's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, he will sound hard, but he won't actually. He won't do any of his own stunts. He'll get the so UN did, to do all the stunts. I did hear that Danny Dyer is taking a break from EastEnders just so he can go to the NATO meetings just to see what it's like. I was going to say, I love the idea of Danny Dyer watching NATO. Like, yeah. it just seems so unreal. There's so many videos of NATO in the past going, like, yeah. oh, there's too many fans of this thing. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going to do it justice. <laughs> the um, Tilda Swinton is rumoured to be the next Doctor Who. I, really? Anything she did, I, 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 will, I will let her do She's well, so the practical point is that she probably has too good a film career to do it, and in the same way that Cumberbatch's film career has made lots of Sherlock's regular difficult. Mm. But on the plus side, Sherlock has been shipped, so it's been fine. There hasn't been much of it. <laughs> yeah, no, it really went downhill. So again, real emergency happening, guys. <laughs> um, uh, what else has happened? <laughs> uh, Michael Flynn's still running around. Well, he's not. He's not now. Mikey, old Mikey Flynn is. Um, he's out. It seems. Oh, yeah. That what was the thing that they were trying to claim? Like, what were they trying to claim? So, on well, one of these awful podcasts I listen to from the right, and I try to get my back, not balance, but I'm trying to see it. How taste far of right? Oh, really like far right. The Guardian. He's <laughs> 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 just like, I don't hold with any of this centre leftism. <laughs> You're just as bad as the fascists. No, they're not, Richard. <laughs> Um, which podcast? Come on, let's give them a shout out on the emergency. It's called No Agenda, and it's, it's bonkers. Did, ooh, 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 ooh. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. It's called No Agenda, but it, it has an agenda. It does have an agenda, and that agenda is right wing. Um, Noah's gender. <laughs> oh, so one of the things they said—it's really hard. Like it they should they be said really the, quick. Since the left were hypocrites, because people get upset when a white man plays a black person on on a film. But we weren't upset when Melissa McCarthy played Sean Spicer. That's saying that should be a man's job. <laughs> Which I found incredible. Well, but it's just like all of it is just because the right doesn't admit the concept of like power and structures, right? I mean, it ignores a whole massive history of women and men in yeah. like gender in the theatre. Right? Yeah. So wait, they said that it was okay for a white person to play a black person. I mean, their idea would be, yeah, it's fine. Which I can kind of go with, except for... I still don't, don't think it is. Like, there's, there's reasons to do it. The Michael Jackson one is kind of tough, because yeah, that was the one that was controversial recently. <laughs> because, of course, Michael Jackson, who's obviously black, had a skin disease, was appear, like, appeared to be white. I mean, did he definitely have a skin disease? No. 
I mean, it's pretty certainly did. Like, I, there's like the reason why he would turn to gloves is because these things happen on your hands first. Like, loads of people suffer from similar things. But he also said he only ever had one bit of plastic surgery on his nose to he help over. him sing better. He's also like, <laughs> it's, I, I guess that could be a thing. That is what he said. But also, like, I I, I don't want to be skeptical of, be of the late singing. Mr. Jackson's reasons for a nose job, but I think he was a pretty good singer already prior to the nose job. It would that, seem like that could make sense, but only if you sing like a kettle, <laughs> <laughs> just like a spout. <laughs> too much hot air. And also, why make your nose smaller if you want to sing better? Surely you want to open those pipes up. Because you were, unfortunately. Anyway, this is not um, the point. I think, obviously, the thing we not talked about a couple of days ago, um, Tony Blair emerged from his coffin to um, <laughs> suggest that maybe a hard Brexit was a bad idea and that people needed to rise up to prevent that happening. Obviously difficult when he ignored the largest protest in British history. Yeah. And then also said he would do the war again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right message, probably the wrong man. Uh, that's it, I don't have any... Definitely the wrong man. Not probably, definitely. But the problem is, right, that the, you have to, I think watching some of that speech, you do have to admit he's a, like, he's a better, he has a, he has a number of qualities. He's that, a shapeshifter. Yeah. Well, that's the incredible thing. I thought I was holding someone's hand once and it was, um, it's glad. It's crazy. Um, it would be a, a good film, a good horror film, if someone just starts to see Blair's face and everyone. <laughs> halfway through he's like oh my god and he, every time he turns there's like a little baby in a little bush pram and it's got Tony Blair's face and he's running away and he looks in the mirror and it's Donald Trump that would be a good film <clears throat> the um I mean but the it's problem it's a romantic comedy <laughs> <laughs> about a seal <laughs> that falls in love with a mouse but that is a scene that happened in that film carry on uh, I was uh, Nick Clegg should be leader of the Liberal Democrats. All right, just just some unpopular opinions. I'm doing some unpopular but true opinions. I feel opinions. like you say that every podcast. Does he say I, that? No, I've podcast? not said that. Yeah. Not <laughs> I, I, I've said that. I've said that I love Nick Clegg in our podcast and that I carry that three of his children. Your political <laughs> opinion is I wish this was 2004 again. Just say it. <laughs> Well, uh, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to at least be like, at least, it was, I hope it's 2000. I love that you're like, <laughs> I, love that, I love that you're like, you, you characterise me as like, there's nothing like the smell of fresh Iraq in the morning. Hi. My <laughs> name's Alex Keeley, and I want to rewatch the death of 3,000 people. <laughs> I'll admit, that wasn't a good impression. Look, Dr. Manhattan here, you know, knows all the tragedies happening simultaneously in space time, but feels not one iota of emotion about it. I feel emotion. Just not on your earthly plane. The Daily Telegraph um, getting very excited that Brexit will mean that we can... Um, it will mean Brexit, finally. Brexit. <laughs> they finally guys, decided. Guys, what if when Brexit happens, it didn't mean Brexit? But what what <laughs> colour is it going to be, though? I, just... I think it might be a red, white and blue Brexit, Mary. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. ISIS flag Brexit. <laughs> what a turnout for the books that would be. I think it might just be a whitewash Brexit. Get rid of all the other colours. Yeah, Nicky Catchman Drift. A, a nasty Nick Brexit. <laughs> Marianne gave me a very pointed wing as she said that and then drew a diagram of where she would send people she, back to them. She has an eye disease. I can't believe you brought that up. I don't see colour. 
That's why you got five from Dulux. Come on. No, what? I don't know. Um, so. What else should they do on an emergency podcast? No, we, we were in a thing. We were in a, what was the thing we were in? Mm. <laughs> um, we were in a thing. Um, who's that? Oh, who's that? That gets off. Who is it? Who was it? It's the, it's the excellent comedy photographer, Ed Moore. Oh. Um, the. Ooh, this please. Uh, is that for this bit? Yeah. Oh, I don't that salad as well. This was alright, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, the Daily Telegraph were excited that Brexit will mean, as well as Brexit, it will mean bringing back imperial units. Oh, I saw that, that picture of the two old men. Have you seen that? <laughs> and like they're weighing lemons well, the and thing something is, else that's not comparable. While we're in the EU, we're not actually allowed to weigh old men. And once we leave the EU, we can actually measure them to our hearts content. It's going to be pretty good. Um, the problem with that EU thing, it's like a complete, it's complete bullshit because we are allowed, you are allowed to sell things in imperial measurements. You just have to provide a metric measurement as well. So they are literally like, finally, if you look at the Telegraph's reporting, they do actually say it's what it really is, but like three paragraphs in, they go like, finally, we'll be allowed to measure things solely in Imperial Med-. And I'm like, why, <laughs> like, like, you're like, we must confuse the young people how who about, think correctly about, and mathematically. It's, it's embarrassing to think that David Cameron could have, like, bypassed all of this if he'd made legislation that just meant that you could put the the the, uh, the imperial measurements in a slightly bigger font and in bold and first in the two comparisons. <laughs> That's all it would have taken. We that would have like, saved time. Think of what that. And you know what? Say. You can have a blue passport as well. I'd do it. I'd do. do I'd count. I'd count in. Look, I'm good at maths. I can count in stupid numbers for the rest of my life. But that means that we don't have to like burn our trade relationships down. <laughs> I think it's funny. Like, that would just be like, yeah. In, in Could you count in twelves and sevens and fours instead of tens and tens and well, tens, and then you don't lose all in the, the money. future. <laughs> you can still like, count the money. Are we going to send the sonic system with the base ten system, or are we going to join the wider nebula and use a base three system? Well, I'm looking forward to quantum currency, where it's, there's a complete uncertainty in what currency you have at any moment. I have that already. <laughs> <laughs> it's known as pound sterling. <laughs> We've got a pound sterling joke in, guys. Any fans? Keep it. <laughs> I'm go- I want to go on holiday to Bruges, and it's going to cost me a bit more money. These are the real problems of Brexit. <laughs> the slight problem with an emergency podcast is that you do get... Uh, walkouts. <laughs> <laughs> the table next door were enjoying the um, the blash the blash stick, but the pound sterling. They were like, "Look, guys, it's going to be great for exports," and they just walked out. They were very keen on the export boost it will provide. It really does ruin our plans. So me and Richard are thirty this year. We were going to go on holiday to Germany, yeah. and it's going to cost us more. We're not happy about it. Probably going to cost you up to thirty percent more, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Lol. Ridiculous. Because that's the thing, Germany. Okay. I don't know. I may, guys. I may. Also, we be... don't have jobs, probably. So. Uh, <laughs> speak for yourself, mate. I've got two. <laughs> I, I've got two. I've got two jobs. I've got two jobs. <laughs> that's my favourite yeah, well, sad got... joke. Where some are both having additional jobs. Yeah. yeah I've got Speak yourself. I have three jobs. <laughs> yeah. And they're all on the page. So. <laughs> 
if you look, yes, that, that technically below minimum wage, but if you times the number of overtime I do and then divide by the regular working week, that brings me right above the line. Just. Exactly. Um, I mean, I literally will have three jobs coming. That's the thing with the, the you know, the euro as it is. I may have been reading too many right-wing newspapers, but I'm pretty sure... You can never Germany's, read too many. I'm pretty, sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Germany's kind of economic preeminence within the, the euro is exactly like Adolf Hitler, I think. I've read a couple of newspapers that have been like, Germany is exactly like Adolf now, I saw some articles. The, everyone's looking at me. Are you being confused? Sarcastic? Yes. Okay. I like we're just looking at you. Are you being funny? No. I was, we are on well, I wasn't being funny. We, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be funny. Didn't hit it. Didn't hit it. Swing and a colossal miss. Um, I, yes. <laughs> Alex Keeley just checking his phone there to see when he has to leave. No, no, checking my phone to see if there's any gold tweets I can recycle as podcast bits. <laughs> to see which of his old girlfriends might still be interested. <laughs> that, the answer to that would zero. be zero. <laughs> Thank the you. Is zero. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, I was yeah, yeah brilliant. Thank, thank you. you. See, this is good. Yeah, it was delicious. Thank you. Um, it was very good. Um, the the funny thing is, I'm I'm very uh, I still always think about when people say um, after Brexit they go, oh, we got our country back, and same with Trump. Trump supporters and Brexit supporters like, yeah, finally we got our country back. And it's like, well, unless you think that your country previously that you've now got back was one furiously divided over a basic constitutional issue or governance. It's like, yes, finally, back to furious division, unsolvable. Yeah, I mean, they're just talking about it as children. Um, like that's what a, a child would want. It's like, oh, I want my ball back. Okay, you've got it. Um, okay, so sounded like ball bag when you said that. I want my ball bag. President ball bag. Oh, yes, Richard. I didn't say ball bag. I said ball back. So, are we uh, ready to tie up this emergency podcast? Okay, go. No. <laughs> Way more to say no, I, I really, I really, I really don't. I mean, Sweden. What do you say? Fake news. Sentence. Is there anything else? Is there Sweden. anything else from last night? The Sweden thing. Is there anything else? Uh, no. Nothing else happened. <laughs> and on that, nothing else happened. Um, Oh, it did happen. The um, the uh, the NHS is going to be uh, the independent, the husk that remains, the I uh, newspaper doing some very good journalism about the destruction of the NHS. So read that if you want to get depressed. Um, bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> bye, yeah. Uh, this has been Demogorgon Box with me, Alex Keeley. And him alone. Goodbye. No, no, the other two. I wasn't really in it. It's not. No, Marianne, that's Marianne. That's her first, that's her first guest.